Welcome to The Cloaked. We are a collective of inquiring minds seeking answers to mysteries both past and present. Join us on our journey to discover that which remains hidden. And now, on with the show. It's really not going to work for me now. Welcome to another episode of The Cloaked. I'm your host, White Owl. Hey, it's Pandora. And today we have a very unique episode. Um, we have seen some 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 news related stuff. <laughs> we got news. We got news. We got stories. Uh, we got some stories uh, and, and it uh, spans a, a variety of type topics and then we'll have like a, at the end we have like a, a bigger uh, topic that's very interesting coming out of Texas uh, but you know to start off here uh, as we know what's going on uh, around the world today very global uh, with the Black Lives Matter movement uh, and, and it's something that is very important if you're a, a person of color if you have friends who who range in a variety of diversity you know that sometimes they're seen as they're different by certain types of individuals out there that may not like the color of your skin and so and again you know with the whole george floyd with his passing it has created this wave of movement of protests of unrest of years of years of being pushed around and being seen as you know, someone who may not be worthy or, or something, um, you know, there a lot of people are frustrated and pissed off, to be honest. Um, and, yeah, and they had enough. So. <laughs> and they had enough. Uh, and, and I understand where they're coming from. You know, I've had my situations. I had some experiences in the, in the past where, you know, I, I've been told certain things. Uh, because of my color of my skin, because I look Mexican. Uh, and so, you know, I understand the frustration to a certain extent. And it's, to be honest, it's, I've seen it as a, you know, it's long overdue. Mm-hmm. And hopefully, hopefully the justice will be served. And there's a lot of video videos out there. because There's a lot of comments. There's a lot of pictures, a lot of powerful images of people being bullied left and right, uh, of people being harassed, assaulted, beaten, shot with the rubber bullets. And those rubber bullets... Do some damage. Do some damage, and they're actually being misused. They're supposed to be hitting the ground, right? Yeah, there's... Well, from what I've seen, you're supposed to be shooting at the ground, so then it's a rubber bullet. It should be bouncing back up at the people. Right. But... They're not meant to be definitely used not at the direct, face or the head, right. which is how they're basically sniper shooting they're these people sniper sometimes shooting, yes. that are just like innocent bystanders or walking away or right. not even looking or doing right. anything wrong. And people are upset that there's certain individuals out there that are looting, they're destroying buildings, and you know what? Maybe this is something that has to be done. You know. You, there's a lot of opinions on it. Uh, is it right to steal those things? No. I mean, it's a 
it comes with the territory, I think, of protesting, right? Because, right. like, you kind of create this, like... Environment. Kind of like an anarchy environment, right? So, for the most part, everybody's there to get their point across. And, yeah, maybe they're pissed off, but they're not there to steal. Right. But somebody's going to swoop in and do it. Right. Someone's going to take advantage of the situation. Right. And like there's an many, opportunist. <laughs> there's many people who have taken advantage of, of the situation. It's, and I know we're kind of going off track, but uh, there, was, there was video of... Of these two women, two white women, mm-hmm. uh, they jumped an old lady, took her purse. The fuck? Yeah, and these are suburban-looking white women, SUV, brand new SUV <laughs> kind of women. Stole. They, they robbed this lady. Go and use her uh, credit cards and debit cards, mm-hmm. and went on a shopping spree. So people, people think it's like the there, fucking purge out here. People out there are throwing it all on people of color, on black people, and you know what? It's it's not all black people. There's white people also doing it. There's a, a span of people doing this and taking advantage of other people and taking advantage of the situation. Well, you gotta wonder, like, okay, obviously people are doing it for personal gain, but also some people are. Doing it to undermine, right? Like right. the protest or to be like, look at these people, what they're doing. What they're they're doing, doing so much damage. Right. When really it's like, it may not even be them. It may not be them. Right. And so there's there's this growing of hate. And the reason we're starting with this is because one, it's what's happening right now. But as the cloaked, we are a podcast that looks into symbolism, uh, crypto stuff. And so this is something that we're constantly looking into because it's in a way... And expands through history, you know, the symbolism and the meanings behind everything. And the reason I'm bringing this up is because uh, there's a movement in which these neo Nazis, whatever you want to call them, these white nationalism, white supremacy, white supremacy yeah. these skinheads, whatever group you want to refer to, they're starting to take certain symbols of the Roman times, of the Byzantine times, of different eras of history, and they're perverting them. One example would be the SPQR, mm-hmm. which is the Senate. It's a Roman eagle. It's a Ro- well. It's the it's a symbol. It's a alphabetic symbol, and exactly how it is SPQR, which means the Senate and the people of Rome. And they're using this on many things. There is being used on t-shirts, uh, it's being used on hats, it's been used on patches, it's being used on the combination with the Roman eagle, uh, with it uh, to symbolize this white supremacy thing. And it's being misused because the original meaning is being thrown out because originally in Latin and it's being taken and misused. And there's a lot of things like that. There is also the Byzantine eagle as mm-hmm. well. A lot of eagles, a lot of eagles not, yeah, yeah. are being taken and being misused. There's some, uh, there's some Norsic symbols also being taken. Mm-hmm. They look like, they look like, like ruins. Yeah, they look like these weird symbols, um, these like uh, geometric symbols, mm-hmm. and so they're also being used for this type of thing. And 
there is just being taken and just being perverted. And so if you're out there, you know, in any place in America or anywhere else in the world, and you see these symbols, this is something that you should be aware of. They're receiving the crescent moon. It's a white crescent moon. And I, I seen it in two different formats. Uh, one with the cross and, and it's the, uh, the iron cross. And then I seen it with that and in a more cartoony kind of way, uh, wearing shades. And so that's another symbol that's now kind of being used. And so, you know, uh, just to kind of point out that there uh, there are stores, online stores where you can buy and it looks innocent, Mm -hmm. but it has a dark feel of it. It's all it has this, you know, weird fucking um Let's take it back to the some, way it used to be. The, yeah, some shit like that. There's a lot of, um, I mean, this is nothing new. Like, I think the only reason I wanted to, like, kind of delve into it was because obviously, with what's going on right now, right? And then you get this ugly, ugly vibe that, like, there might be a lot of these people. supremacist type mm-hmm. people that are you know drawn to and have infiltrated stuff like military and police. Right. Positions of authority, right? Even political positions, whatever. Um, That, you know, deep down feel this way. And obviously Mm -hmm. it hasn't been cool to, you know, be out there as a white supremacist. It's frowned upon. So what they've done is they've kind of gone covert, right? But, Mm -hmm. like, it's definitely still out there. Definitely still out there. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so there's all these, like, uh, there's, like, Twitter and Instagram pages that people follow, they may not even know that that's right. what they're like looking at. Yeah. Cause on the surface it's, it's not going to look like a hate page. Right. It just looks like, Hey, this is a page about European aesthetics and you'll see like, you know, pretty European landscapes, even European people. But you're like, Oh look, it's traditional dress, whatever. Like right. how cool, right? Right, right? Nothing wrong with that. Or like the architecture or the art from back then. Mm-hmm. But you'll notice, like, okay, it's all, you know, things by white people or featuring white people. But whatever. It's Europe, right? Right. Okay. And then, like you said, they'll have, like, a link sometimes. And it'll be for their merchandise. And Mm -hmm. then you look at the merchandise, and the merchandise is all these symbols of the white supremacy thing. Right. Um, And then the other thing is, like, they'll kind of, like, caption it with stuff like... uh, was some stuff I saw, like what they took from us, or like this is what they took from us, or like it's all done in like a traditional kind of Manor. honor your heritage kind of thing. But then right. we look deeper into it. It's like okay, this is what they're really talking about. It's like they want to go back to the way it was. They think they only made only they made these like great things, right? Everybody else just came in and messed it up, right? So it kind of harkens back to. Like the Nazi era, right? Because mm. that's kind of what they did. Right, right, right. They blamed everybody for things going wrong. Yeah. Basically, like they had it so great, and then everybody came along and messed it up. Mm-hmm. And like that's literally what these pages sound and like. So there's an agenda behind all this. Yeah, and that's so, what I think, and it's it's done in a way to recruit people too. I right. think. Oh yeah, and so we're pointing this out so you guys can you know kind of be aware of these type of things that are out there. 
you know, you might see it on a uniform or something like that that shouldn't be on, yeah. or on a jacket or someone's vehicle that is supposed to be a It could even be authority. a cross. There's a lot of cross variations. There's a lot of crosses. Yeah, there's, they're now taking more crosses. Yeah, which I mean, like the KK was a cross, but there's right. more subtle versions where you wouldn't think. Right. Obviously, if you see like a KKK or a Confederate flag or like right. a swastika, you're going to be like, oh shit, right? There's but e- if you see some of these other things, it's there's like even a Thor's, subtle. A Thor's hammer thing oh, shit. <laughs> that has some symbols on it, and that's a thing. Yeah. Um, but again, it just to for you guys to keep an eye on. Uh, you know, you don't want to, you know, run into these type of people because you know, shit can get ugly. Or quick. if you see it on people that you, actually right. hold some kind of authority That's or something to pay get attention to, to carry a weapon. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> With the law backing them, then maybe you know, and, look um, into that. Yeah, definitely keep an eye on that. And on well, on a lighter note. Have you ever thought about going on a treasure hunt and, I don't know, finding some treasure worth over a million dollars? Well, <laughs> do I got some news for you. Yeah. It's already been found. Damn it. Uh, for- <laughs> Forrest Finn a, uh, from New Mexico, an art collector, uh, back in 2010, had some gold nuggets, coins, some jewels, mm-hmm. artifacts of some sort. Put them away in some kind of box. Like a little treasure and trunk. Can, yes. And then went somewhere and had it buried. And so he wrote a poem. And in this poem had clues of where he had buried this treasure. Now, after 10 years of people going out there searching for this treasure up in the Rocky Mountains... It's unfortunately come to an end, and someone has fucking found it. Damn and, it. <laughs> yeah. And so, you know... Lucky uh, bastard. <laughs> and the, what, what, what the cool thing about this is actually it promoted to be adventurous, to be out, to go out there and have an adventure of finding this possible treasure. And I think it's, I think it's pretty cool that he had this done, uh, you know, because there's, there's people out there, you know, if you grew up with, you know... Uh, you know, with Indiana Jones, Raiders of the Lost Ark, you know, you have this adventure. I mean, Goonies, shit, mm-hmm. I mean, you don't have to go far. But you always wanted to go out there and find this treasure, to go on an adventure with your buddies, with your friends, your pals. And maybe it was at sea to find someone's fucking treasure from some pirate from back in the 15th, 16th century or something. And... You know, this gave you this uh, this like sense of opportunity to go out there and find this thing, and because you, if you knew about it, you knew that this guy wasn't bullshitting, and there was a good chance that this shit was out there, and valuable, and valuable, which it was, which <laughs> it was, which just turned, which just turned out, and it was, and so over the weekend, um, somebody found. The gold nuggets and the coins and the sapphires we and don't know the, who the it diamonds. Is, we don't know who it is. <laughs> the man it's from a, East. Yeah, Fari. Who knows? East. Somewhere East. And it's somewhere... The value of it varies. Um, it, I've heard it's over a million for sure. Um, somewhere around the two mil because there's some um, pre-Columbian art uh, that's also on jewelry, there. So with jewelry with like rubies like and some other yeah. precious stones. And so that can vary 
because it's been 10 years, so that can fucking vary in large amounts of scales. And so you're looking at definitely over a million, probably around the 2 million range, um, depending what you have and what you could put at auction for sure. I feel like just the fact that it had this like, uh, treasure hunt revolving around it kind of like increases the value. Oh yeah, definitely. Beyond oh, like the monetary value of the actual yeah, treasure, it's, especially if you have if if let's say you found it and it has uh you know his Mister Finn's uh, information that yeah these were owned by him. It's not stolen artifacts, mm-hmm. and you know he owned them. And here's his information. Here's his signature. Blah blah blah, kind of a thing. And so that gives you validation if you were to sell them. At auction yeah. or whatever. Well, which, he confirmed it was the right treasure because I guess whoever found it sent him pictures. And right. He's like, oh, okay, that is, is this the treasure. It? Yeah, that's it. Or would it be crazy? He was like, no, that's not it. But, you know. But good job. Good, good job. for you, man. Good for you. You found something. <laughs> found some other yeah, treasure. Found, yeah, exactly. And so, you know, people are in hopes that there's definitely treasure out there, which there is. There's definitely a lot of stuff out there that's been buried I mean, there is plenty of treasure out there, and we have talked about it in other episodes of our uh, our podcast. And just because there's so many, uh, there's so many civilizations that bury their stuff, and a lot of civilizations that dealt with gold. You know, a lot of their mm-hmm. stuff, a lot of their art was, in fact, of gold, like the Mayans and like stuff. Like the Mayans and stuff, yeah. Uh, El Dorado. We talked. We had an episode of El Dorado. We, yeah. we, we spoke about that and the many theories behind it. And so there is definitely a lot to look at uh, when you look at this type of thing. And so for a lot of people, this is an adventure. It's kind of you know to step out of your own world. That's why and, he did it to get people to go on like these quests and like yeah, get exactly. outside. Oh and- yeah, definitely. I mean, that's kind of cool. It's yeah. sad that, like, some people died looking for oh, it. Oh, yeah. But... Unfortunately, there was some deaths uh, pe- from people looking for it because mm-hmm. they went. People quit their jobs and, like, just went on a hunt for right. this. Right, yeah. It's crazy. And uh, they thought he would have put it in somewhere un- unreachable, and that wasn't really the case. But, uh, yeah, some people, unfortunately, um, got injured, got hurt, and or passed away. And, uh, you know, it definitely something, uh, you know, that once in a lifetime kind of thing, maybe for some people, Mm -hmm. Uh, unless you're a a dedicated treasure hunter, which is, that's a whole other thing. Nope. Uh, (laughs) But, you know, speaking of out of this world, if you knew along the weekend, along with this treasure that was found, the asteroid, huge asteroid, stadium size that passed the earth i think it was the distance was uh, about three something million uh miles away from 3. us 3.2 million miles right from our planet so we were pretty safe we we're pretty safe we're definitely we survived safe. we survived from asteroid <laughs> 2002 and and four um you know the fucking passed us by and so we were pretty safe but uh the reason i brought it up is because there to me to me, I feel like there's been a lot of asteroids that's suddenly been appearing and passing us by when we know, you know, asteroids that maybe 
20, 50 years in, in, in advance that are kind of pass us by. And so there's a, there's a lot of that happening all of a sudden, uh, of these like asteroids passing us by. And so I just thought it was a little weird that there are these sudden asteroids coming out of nowhere. I feel like they're coming out of nowhere uh, because, you know, they're, you know, they're sometimes they're, they're a few months or a few weeks of notice and sometimes says oh no, no no we've known about it and i was like well how come you haven't mentioned it before? right like how confident were you about this because that you haven't told us? there you do have a twitter page where you put <laughs> updates yeah um that nasa and there's also a twitter page uh that's an asteroid watch uh that kind of puts updates on you know different like uh shooting stars comments and you know various asteroids that are going to be passing us by and so with that you know we have you know some kind of a lookout of people out there keeping an eye out on things which i feel like we definitely need because you you definitely never know what's going to be out there uh, especially those people looking for the ufos that are out there um that it's kind of weird to happen on the a full moon lunar eclipse as well. You think so? The so? same day, yeah. I mean, or I guess like when it's considered to have passed us, it was the right, the fifth, sixth. Well, technically. I mean, I mean, also that was over the weekend too, which mm-hmm. also like, I mean, a lot. I feel like a lot of things happened over the weekend. I feel like well, I don't know what level of Jumanji we're on, but this shit's escalating. Cause oh yes, we got the coronavirus. We got murder hornets. We mm-hmm. got asteroids. Right. We got. I think West Nile is popping up again. Right. Ebola tried to come Ebola. back. I mean, seriously, but uh, I don't know what else we need. We got all the protests and stuff. Like The killer hornets are still out there. Um, shit, man. I mean, there's just all kinds of like, stuff out else? there. Like, what else? The hurricane season is coming up. Or is here. We're in it here, yeah. I, don't, I have no idea. There's just definitely a lot of things happening. Uh, but speaking of out of this world and cryptic shit, um, and being in 2020, this is something actually I discussed a few years back um, with other colleagues, and then I think I've mentioned this on a one of the episodes, one of the podcast episodes where we talked about uh, different things. I think we we're talking about ways the world could end or some shit like that with Hoffman. But <laughs> that sounds uh, about right. Yeah. Uh, but we talked about the Mayan calendar, and this is something that you know I notice that it's kind of trending right now because of well for many things and for many reasons but this is something that we kind of did before but you know it's trending right now so i kind of want to just make a brief mention about the mayan calendar because people are saying well mathematically Mm -hmm. and this is something that i actually figured it out years ago and i did this with I think a professor because we were talking about the Mayan calendar and um, civilizations and things like this and I knew that the Mayan calendar is actually 13 months and the variation of days vary but for me and the actual when I did it mathematically I, mine actually went to 2021 and it was about four months in or something like that but uh, what's trending right now is the 2020 so it looks like uh, the Mayan, uh, what looks like the circulation of the time frame for the Mayan calendar. And so people did the calendar, 
mathematically for the starting date and people trying to figure out when it could be 3114 BC uh, for the time frame. And people came up with the number of 2020. Once you figure out like the, the, num the exact number and the months for the calendar for being 13 months, you actually come out with 2020 as the year. Mm -hmm. Now, that's the full year, but exactly what full year? Who's to say what year is, uh, what part of the month is the full year? Mm -hmm. Because when, when you do the math for it, you have to land on a specific month, right? And it varied. With and them. it varied. And so many people try to figure this out because, yeah, it's sure it goes into 2020, but exactly when into what 2020, um, because like I said, for me, it went into 2021 with the almost around about exact numeration uh, for those dates. Now, people again are going back to the my calendar and because it's such a very interesting culture and it's very mysterious because you know, if you ever look into the Mayan culture and you look into the history, you know, the disappearance uh, for that civilization is very, very odd and very peculiar. And, and we also don't know if they just like end the calendar there. Yes. Or, or, if, that's or just, if that meant end of the world. Right. You know and what people I mean? always take it. Oh, it's going to be the end of the, end like, of the well, world. Well, that's it. That's the well, end of everything. Well, maybe they said, hey, look, man, we're only doing up to here. X amount of years in advance. You get the point. I'm at a stopping point right now making this calendar. Like and They did it for <laughs> centuries. They didn't yeah. have to do it for centuries. And somebody was overachieving yes, and we're they, like, they, oh, well. That's all it, to me, that's all it is. Somebody was a fucking overachiever. Because to do it for so many centuries, mm -hmm. that is insane to do that. To do a calendar for that big. It's just crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, it's just... Like, what else do we have? Because I right. feel like we've always just interpreted it as, like, the end. But right. But really, it's like, if they had ended it any other year, we would have taken it as the end right. for exactly. that year. Yeah. Just because that's where it ends. Yeah. And that doesn't mean yeah. that that's the end. You know what I mean? It's just... So what if the calendar company made <laughs> calendars for up to, like, 2050... Well, that doesn't mean that the world's going to end at 2050. Who decided that Hallmark was going to be <laughs> the in the end all and know all of when this shit is going kaput? Yeah, like I have you know a little I mean? daily planner and it I think it probably ends like January 2021. And like, what if somebody found it was like, holy shit, this is when their world was going to end. Like it ends at 2021. <laughs> like, no, what? that's just when they stopped printing the calendar for, like yeah, for now for you know? now exactly i don't know and speaking of the end galactic <laughs> flashes oh no radio waves from space what does it all mean and of course we're trying to figure out as microwave. what does it all mean is it a microwave timer going off and somewhere in a galactic space who the fuck knows but as we have nasa and other um what do you call it um Astro scientists are looking into radio <laughs> I don't maybe I don't know uh, radio <laughs> telescopes, which they tell us the frequency right uh, through bursts uh, uh, and flashes, and so they're picking up a signal, and this is not like old. This is something that's been happening for a while now, and so they're trying to determine like a pattern, and they, I think they figured it out 
where it's coming from, right? Mm. The galaxy. Because, and I've, I've read various articles kind of saying that, you know, that they found four galaxies where this type of burst is occurring. And they're like these radio frequency bursts. It's like gamma rays and x-rays and possibly also like the radio waves. Right. So what does it mean? Does it mean there's civilization in these uh, in these corners of these galaxies? I don't know if that's what they were trying to say, but I mean, because it could be naturally occurring also, right? right? It like could, it could yes. just be, they think it's a magnetar. Uh, yeah, a Milky Way magnet, magnetar. It's like a neutron star with a powerful <clears throat> magnetic field. So yeah. that it's supposed to fling out these rays mm-hmm. and it could be also causing the radio waves. Right. So they also believe that uh, it could be a galaxy kind of exactly like our galaxy is. Which kind of you kind of question, well, does it is it possible they might have a solar system that may be similar to ours? Um, you know, you of course, you have all these questions and you have all these theorists kind of going into and trying to figure it out. Now, you have many people looking into this, uh, trying to figure out, OK, well, what is what if what to us does this mean? Because you look at it and you go, okay, so what does it actually mean for us? Well, the main thing is they've known about the waves. Mm-hmm. They just didn't know where they were coming from. Right. So I think so now we, they're we, like, we're pretty sure it's coming from here. Right. And we believe it's the star we <laughs> and we believe it's this or this. Um, but, and I, I mean, I feel like anything is possible and it could be just a star bursting out these you know x-rays and gamma rays and radio waves but what if it's something more that's coming from that system and maybe that's coming around from that area where the star is what if it's a signal and think know. that's time where... will tell what if we send them back right and get a yeah. response yeah i mean cuz we're kind of <laughs> we're kind of doing that mm-hmm. when we send out our radio and laser you know messages that we've been sending out i know we did we did one uh and i mean we i mean the u.s um in collaboration with other countries did this like laser thing where they were sending out messages out into space in hopes that maybe some intelligent life would catch these messages almost like like a a message (laughs) almost like a message in a bottle kind of a thing and yes that's why uh many many uh intelligent people thought this is a very bad <laughs> idea and everyone from hawking you don't know what you're flying over Grass, yeah and and you don't know what who's gonna answer you know many people are afraid because what if you know something like you know world of the war worlds world war of war, the worlds world, wow, world of the wars same war, shit yes <laughs> <laughs> what if it's something like that you know what i mean and so people don't want to risk that i mean because it is a risk i feel like we're just like when you see people running with the bulls you know right and you're like let me just wave this red like piece of fabric around and see what happens right because like you might get its attention but you might not like it you might not like it and so these radio waves uh, that we're getting or what's being looked into and what's being received uh 
you know, you had to kind of decipher if there's even a message or anything like that. So I'm sure, you know, there's a section in the, it's kind of looking into that. Um, and speaking of deciphering codes and mm. messages, we're looking into this, this very interesting case coming out of Texas. Uh, there's a currently lot of currently, com- currently, this is current, currently coming out of Texas. And this was pointing out to uh, to us, um, you know, because it's in, it's on the news, uh, it's gaining some kind of uh, national attention. Uh, CNN, the New York, uh, the New York Post, uh, and the Times, the Washington Post, and, and it's been picking this up. And it's it's just, it, 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 there's many questions to this. I'm not gonna lie. Is I have questions as soon as Pandora. Looked into it as well, you know. She looked in timelines. She looked at what was being said, and I started to even question it even more. And then I had a couple of people that I know who, because it involves the military, I have friends who are in the military or who were at certain at a certain point in the military, who started asking me, messaging me, you know, DMing me about this, uh, and asking, "Hey, what do you think? Have you read about this? What do you have you seen anything like this?" Uh, you know, what does any of this mean? Do you have any questions? And I have looking, a lot of questions. I have a lot of questions. And looking into this, let me let me let me just read you the story. Uh, the headline, one of the headlines: uh, Army analysts, a family of five, found dead or six. Well, my apologies, six. Yeah. yeah, but five um, found in it found dead in a possible murder suicide in Texas um, that is one of many headlines of this of this tragic and very unfortunate event um, now this happened in San Antonio Texas and it looks like the the individual um, that we're looking at here is sergeant staff sergeant Gerald Iscabel Harless. Jared right? Iscabel Harless. Uh, who was 38. Uh, and him and his wife and four children. And I think uh, two pets. Yeah. So also... it's the wife is, I think, was 36. They had mm-hmm. four kids. Right. Two boys, two girls, ranging from 11 months to four years old. And uh, two cats. And two cats. Were right. actually part of the body count the body <laughs> as well. Count, right. And so, you know, when I, when I you know, read this and I looked into it, uh, there was many questions just based on the, some of the information that I found. Uh, because, you know, there was, you know, what happened, of course. You know, why did this happen? You know, want to know some of the bits of information but what was intriguing you know is the message they found on the door right and but this the all, whole thing is the weird. whole thing, thing is weird yeah but this all started because they wanted to do a uh what do you call it a, a welfare check a welfare check yeah because he's working from home or right. he had been working from home and i guess he's supposed to check in with his boss every right. day right yes and but this started off with the neighbor. Yeah. So initially when I heard about it, it was kind of weird to me because I I read the first time the story. And I mean, it, maybe it was just like misreporting or whatever. Right. 
But it sounded like the reason they found them was because they came over for a welfare check at the request of a neighbor who was like, hey, I haven't seen them in a while. Mm -hmm. That was literally what it said. I haven't seen them in a while. And they did a welfare check. So... Like okay, I guess right. But right. I mean, it's a lockdown right now for a lot right. of people, so yeah. that it's not super weird. But that was one version, right? And then mm-hmm. there's it looks like now pretty much all the versions say he didn't check in with his boss, so they called the cops. Therefore, they came in for the welfare check. Right. But I'm like, that's kind of weird because like I think most boss. Well, I know this is the military, so maybe it's different, but. I feel like most places they'd be like, maybe you overslept or... Or maybe he's sick. Or d- called out or called whatever. Out. Right. So, I don't know. Yes. And that's a one discrepancy so That's far. one. And then what was... Do you have uh, the note that they found on the door when the police arrived at the scene? They haven't have put it? the actual note because initially it was like... Oh, they said that it was kind of cryptic. They used military jargon. Right. And the way that it was interpreted was basically that there were either bodies or people inside. And there was animals in the freezer. Mm-hmm. And that uh, to not come in. Like, don't enter, basically. Right. So... I don't think it was exactly in those words because it says like after interpretation. So I don't know like how cryptic was it? Was it like symbols? Was it like drawn or was it like abbreviated? I don't know. But right, it sounds like they didn't even really know what to make of the note initially. Uh-huh. And so that in and of itself to me is a discrepancy because, well, they did find bodies, mm-hmm. right? Obviously, but they weren't really inside the home. They were inside... Uh, their SUV right. in the garage. Yeah. So technically, yes, but no. And then I don't know if they've looked in their freezer. They haven't said anything about the fridge. Mm-hmm. But their cats were not there. Their cats right. were in the SUV in as well. SUV. Right. In a basket. Mm-hmm. So what the fuck? Yeah. That note's inconsistent. <laughs> right. And... You know, a lot of a lot of uh, a lot of the uh, the military people that kind of know about the the podcast were interested on. Hey, what is your opinion on this? You know, because something seems off to me. It doesn't seem right. What do you think? And so I looked on what he did. Okay, so what does he do? And so, so yeah, his job. His job seems quite interesting to say the least uh, because he was in a section of the army called 35Q Cryptologic Cyberspace Intelligence Collector now when I looked into it and I wondered well what kind of job is this and I found a article that talks a little bit more in depth about what the criteria Mm-hmm. Uh, entails for this type of job, and you go through boot camp for this mm-hmm. if you're not already in the military. Mm-hmm. You, you still go, go through boot camp. You still but... go through boot camp. You need to learn uh, combat. You need to learn how to fire a weapon, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, looking into it, and 
I was just like, well, okay, well, what is, what do, you, what do you actually do? And so what it does is it, it requires a high intelligent soldier capable of finding hidden or secret messages within a computer, written, voice, or video communication. And so you're looking through various things besides people's computers, mm-hmm. pictures, and video. And you're trying to decipher if anything is hidden in all of that for messages and clues. That's not an easy job to get. It's like it's not. You have to have the physical, but also the mental. The, yes. They have like, a, I think it was like 26 weeks of training, almost six mm-hmm. months of training for this portion, the intelligence portion. Yeah. And, and, and then you needed to score a certain skill set for mm-hmm. it. And it's like top secret, high security clearance. Yes. And only certain people have that. So you mm-hmm. have to get that on top of everything else. Mm-hmm. You have to have the clearance if you didn't have that. You need to have a very clean record. Super clean like record. Like no, no sketchy things. No ske- really. Nothing sketchy. No, you can't be, you know, you, you were pulled over once or whatever. None of that. <laughs> Maybe that's okay. But. Um, you had, you now people outside of it as a part, a civilian, if a civilian wanted to apply for that, you would have to work for the National Security Agency or the FBI or something equivalent to that and had that security so already. So have your foot in the door in one of those first, first, then we'll talk. And then we can probably have a conversation whether you qualify or not. Mm. Uh, because on top of that, again, you have to have the skill set mm-hmm. on top of everything as well. So that's crazy that you had to have. It, and it seems pretty intense about it. Um, but it's just... It's just there's a lot to it and it and it's not an easy job and it seems very stressful the other thing is you said the the area was evacuated right um yeah so it was it sounds like it was a clusterfuck honestly because right. so when they found them initially it was like ten thirty a.m thursday on the 4th of mm-hmm. june um once they tried to enter the house they realized there was um really bad fumes mm-hmm. like the the police chief said you know that these officers are used to smelling or have smelled like decomposing bodies and that wasn't it so there was something right. else really wrong right. so they all backed out and they decided to you know try to assess the situation better mm-hmm. and send like drones and robots robots to go so into the house. i mean they really yeah. like didn't even put their people in there for a good while Right. They realized that it was probably like a carbon monoxide at the very least what they were mm-hmm. dealing with. So then they send out this, um, like a text message, I think it was, to the area. To the area. Uh, like an emergency alert. And it right. was supposed to go out to just like the nearby area. Mm-hmm. I think it went to like 25 streets. Right. Something like 200 homes were evacuated. Yeah. And they attributed it to a technical glitch. That they were looking into. Right. Which I thought was super weird. And the f- How do you just accidentally notify like a shit ton a of shit people? A shit ton of people. To a whole leave area. The area. Very, several, several streets. Well, people went like... This is like a suburban, like subdivision right. area. Mm-hmm. So people that weren't even in that subdivision got told to leave. And right. they were like, what? Because like, it's a gated community from what yeah, I saw. Yeah, so it was just like... Yeah. Everybody, I mean, fumes are not going to go that far. Right. They, they did 
I don't know. Maybe there was some confusion too because they thought there was. Um, initially, they thought it was like maybe explosives inside, right? Or booby oh, traps. Right. Yeah. So if it's an explosion with other stuff, maybe they thought this could get really this bad. Could get really bad, right? Um. So, but they did admit that it was a technical glitch. It wasn't they supposed said, to be yeah. that many people, right? And so. Many people that have been looking into this have been questioning whether it was a technical issue or a glitch. I did. They, they, <laughs> they, they, I mean, they said yeah. that that's what it was. Um, but some people are thinking, well, I don't know. This well, it almost seems... sounded like they knew it was a glitch, but they didn't know why. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, well, you're dealing with these crypto, logical, whatever people. Like, right. Something's weird. Right. But, I mean, they did mention that well, here's another thing that mm-hmm. I thought was weird. So they've determined that I think at the very least there was some carbon monoxide that attributed to the death of the family. Right. And in several of the articles, it was like, oh, there was this horrible odor and like, you know, chemical fume or whatever. Mm-hmm. They determined it's carbon monoxide. Well, that's odorless. Right. It doesn't smell. It doesn't smell. So what else was there? Right. There's other byproducts besides carbon monoxide. So, like, mm-hmm. if you lock yourself up in the garage and you let the car run, you'll get carbon monoxide, but you'll get gasoline fumes, too. Right. And But you know it's gasoline fumes. But that's kind of that's what I was thing. thinking. No, like, you do know it's gasoline fumes. I mean, they would have recognized that. So, I feel like there's yeah. more than just that. Right. Because I dealt with old cars and having mm-hmm. them start. And when you're in a close in space... You know it's burning gas, and mm-hmm. then you you get hit with the other rest of the I doubt they the had odor. like a gas stove too. Right? But. Maybe. I mean, but when you're in that situation, you know it's gas because you know it's it's old gas. Mm-hmm. Um, you know the smell of old gas versus new gas. There's also that distinction of smell, uh, but. I don't know. It, to me, it just sounded very weird. There hasn't been anything else said besides, a, hey, we had a technical glitch, you know, whatever. So mm-hmm. that kind of gets swept out of the way. And they have a reason why they evacuated such a big area. And not just, you know, SAPD got involved, but right. also the FBI and the yeah, military. Yeah. And then, you know, what a coincidence, like a giant area of people gets told to mm-hmm. get the fuck out, basically. Yeah, basically. And so many of the military people that follow the podcast and who uh, know who I am, they they asked me. I got asked, so what do you think? And you know, I told them what they think. I thought it was very odd, very mysterious in a way because we don't know. And you know, this is very recent. And you know, they thought it was also weird and peculiar because this is. You're in a position that's a dream job for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. And, you know, some of them started to question, did he find something? Of course. Did he that's... run into something? Did he decipher something? Did he find out something that maybe, A, he wasn't supposed to find out? Or he found something that's super classified and he was able to decipher it and, you know, shit, you know, something's going to happen to me or something's going to happen to my family or, you know, I'm going to get in trouble or someone's going to follow me. You know, these guys served and they had questions about it. And um, these are 
tough d- dudes. They went to they went to war. They well, to I was like trying to find more information on him and his family. There's very little out there like that's right. been released, and I know it's because it's you know obviously you very are, fresh right. under investigation. But from what I was able to find out, I mean, he was you know late thirties. Wife is like mid thirties. They had just moved to this area in January because mm-hmm. he got like reassigned. Right. Um. So he was in uh, uh, JBSA Fort Sam Houston, and mm-hmm. he was um, obviously we know what he did for a living, but he had already he had been in the army since 2010. Mm-hmm. Um. I think him and his wife married like 2008. Mm-hmm. So, um, he got sent to Iraq once. He had like eight awards. Like, he was not, like, a troubled whatever. You know what I mean? Like, right. he had awards. He had gotten multiple different awards. Mm-hmm. Um, and from what I can see, like, uh, they didn't really know them very well as far as the neighbors. They were like, oh, we hardly saw them. Or, like, he right. waved to me once. or Right. They kept to themselves very much. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, with that kind of job, I feel like you would kind of have to. Yeah, because you're busy. You don't have time you don't to have... socialize, probably, because... And I, I've known some people who worked in the cyber community mm-hmm. that hardly slept, that were tired all the time because they're programming, because they're doing this and that, security stuff. And sometimes they had a big project or they had mm-hmm. to work for someone or some like high-end profile. You know, things will come up. And these guys work tirelessly. They worked a lot of heavy hours. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, sure. The pay is good, and the skill you must have is you. You have to understand. This is a whole other language, and for a lot of cases, you you're using multiple different languages. And I'm talking about coding languages mm-hmm. because you have to learn all of that. Well, I don't even know if this is so much coding as it is decoding and like. Well, yeah. Borderline, like, espionage, in, yeah, right? but in order to decode, you must know. You right. You have to understand. You, can, um, you have you, to go beyond everything. Exactly. And so, you know, and then uh, some, uh, one of the, uh, one of the, one of the people uh, that brought this uh, said, I couldn't find anything on the family either. Um, you know, a few of them did research and trying to find out who he was because, you know, when you're in, in the military, a lot of the times, military find other military as family. You know, mm-hmm. it's all a family. You know, it's it's one big thing. And people will want to send their condolences and stuff like that to the family. But they couldn't find anything on that either. And so, you know, they couldn't like, find a Facebook other page, members, a, a GoFundMe. Right? Maybe the family needs help for, you know, the burial expenses or people, something. Like, yeah. Of six people. And so, you know, a, a mom or a dad having to bury their, their family or, family, you know, this large family might need money and might need help or assistance or something like that. But they couldn't find anything. It's bizarre, right? Like, they could, it's nobody really could find anything. Yeah. Um, Even I know, uh, the chief was like, well, I don't know where they moved from. Yeah. Like, I mean, I, obviously, he probably got put on the spot. But right. it's like, well, where did they come from before? Because they mm-hmm. haven't been in this area up until January. Right. Nobody knows them. It's very weird. Very, very, very odd. Uh, what else did you find about this while you did your... <sighs> well, I mean, there there wasn't a whole lot, like you said, that's been put this out there that's is, new. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, me personally, like one of the things that I thought was like weird as well was, okay, so they found 
everybody, including the two cats Mm -hmm. in the vehicle. Right. I have cats. Cats do not listen. No. And there was two cats in a basket. And everybody's in the SUV. So I'm like, was everybody committing suicide together? Even the cats cooperating? You know what I mean? Or was... Like, how did they all end up there so neatly? Like, I don't know if you saw pictures. But... I think they were in the back of the SUV. Mm. It looked like they took out seats from the vehicle. Oh, what? Yeah. Like, there was... Uh, I don't know if the pictures are accurate to how this, the scene was found. Or if it's because, you know, the police did what they had to do to, like, go... To get in there. Because, you know, they had to send in, like, the, the robot the, and the drone and all that stuff. So their windows... I think they're boarded up now with, uh, like, plywood. But the windows have, like, the blinds look, like, all messed up. They're all broken and torn looking. Mm-hmm. That could be because they sent something through. I don't know. Like I said, I'm not saying right. that it was, like, a struggle. But it did look weird. Yeah. And then the there was, like, two seats, like, individual person seats that looked like they got taken out of the SUV. And they were, like, tossed on the side. Yeah. Um, from what I understand, everybody was in the back of the SUV. Hmm. Everybody. I think so. That's weird. Yeah. So I'm like, the okay, the fumes doesn't add up to me because what were they smelling? If carbon monoxide killed them. And they know what and a it has body no odor. Like, and it wasn't dead body, body smell. Yeah. And maybe it was gasoline fumes, but like you didn't know what it was either. You uh, know what gasoline smells EMS like. cleared the seven officers that originally had gone on the scene mm-hmm. and, you know, from any carbon monoxide poisoning. Right. Um, they had like hazmat teams out there and everything, mm-hmm. but um, so okay, something odorless was creating a really bad odor. What else was you know in the area? Right. Why did they think it was booby trapped or there may be explosives? Like, what the fuck did that note really say? Right. We don't know we what, don't the, know note what the note actually said. said. Yeah. And it doesn't. Their interpretation of it doesn't make sense because no. the bodies are not quite inside the house. They're like in the SUV. The animals, well, I don't think there's animals in the freezer, but the animals that they found were in the basket in the, in the basket. car, which is... Right. I almost feel like, were they dead when they got put in there? Did, somebody, did, they, did he kill them before putting them in? You know yeah, I mean? like, they, they haven't Maybe said anything that. about anybody else. Like, what condition the, were they in? Yeah. I mean, obviously, the pictures you saw, the bodies weren't there. It was no. just the scene. Um, for those people probably wondering. Um, so... It's just the outside of the house that they show, like, the, yeah. the windows, like, on the upstairs, like, an upstairs window. Yeah. And those blinds because are very mangled. The reporters, from what I read in the articles that I read, said they found no civil dispute between husband and wife. They had no, no legal. No legal dispute. Legal, yeah. yeah. And so, Why? I'm like, did Why? they all get coronavirus and freak out? Like, I'm trying to figure out, like, what would did lead somebody to do this? Right. Were they religious at all? Like, you know what I mean? Did, did they think that the riots were going to get bad and maybe that? I mean, there, there's not anything, like, really like that affecting this area. I'm just, you know. I think the police said they had only been to that area before because there was, like, kids playing in the street. Like, that was the one call they had responded to. Like, this is not a crazy area to be, like... Right. It's a gated community. Yeah. Yeah. It's, like, a nice little suburban area. To me, it just seems very odd. I know to a lot of people in the military, it does seem very odd. And I know 
they had a lot of questions because I was getting asked a lot of questions and I just wasn't sure how to answer some of this because I don't even know. I mean, I'm, you know, I don't, I, I didn't even know there was this type of job. And I mean, I knew there was this certain type of job like this, but I didn't know that the army had this particular type of job um, mm-hmm. and how strenuous uh, it seems. But I mean, like we said, this is a new development story. You know, hopefully, you know, it's not, you know, it's nothing too crazy. Um, you know, I, I, I know, like I said, a lot of people have a lot of questions. Um, you know, a lot of people who listen to this podcast were very interested in, you know, having wanting to know what we thought about it. Um, you know, unfortunately, we don't have Hoffman and Cy uh, today, but they're out there doing their research, um, you know, on uh, uh, black eyed kids are on the mm. rise again. So that's something that Fuck we're going to look into. We got a, <laughs> a few stories of some people encountered some black eyed kids and in, uh, in some parks somewhere. Uh, I got to go check that out. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we're definitely going to be looking into a lot of stories. I know people have been sending us some uh, some information on some of the stories. And we've been getting a couple of messages that we haven't replied to really yet. Uh, but, you know, we'll definitely be we'll definitely be looking into uh, a lot of those other things. What did you just get there? Oh, random little connection that we had talked about earlier. Oh, right. Um, since we're talking about this family in San Antonio, Texas, right. their police chief is the one that like provided oh, most of the right, information right, right, right for right. these interviewers. Um, um, so he's the one that's being quoted a lot. It's uh, Chief William McManus. McManus, yes, right, right. So like interesting factoid that I just kind of like came full circle when we were looking into it. He is uh, apparently prior to being the police chief for San Antonio, he was the police chief in Minneapolis. And he actually worked there when uh, the other police officer, Derek Chauvin, worked there as well, who is the police officer who murdered, murdered George, Floyd. George Floyd. Wow. So. That's right. Yeah, you told me about that. That's... They had like, he. I guess he got asked about it and he didn't say like that he knew him. Or knew anything. him, knew him. Right. It sounds like uh, Derek Chauvin was there for like several years before McManus even arrived mm-hmm. on the scene. Right. But um, he kind of was aware that he, um, you know, had a, a record of like 18 complaints. I don't know if at that time it was 18 complaints. But, but like, he knew there was complaints. Yeah. And then he knew about one issue or one incident that he had like read in the paper and the then uh, district attorney A.B. Klobuchar, of all people, yeah, Klobuchar. had at that time been criticized for not prosecuting more harshly because right. wow. there was a a person that got shot, Wayne Reyes. And I think there were several officers on that. He was one of, was them. One of them. So he, he had this him. like kind of like a rap sheet of already questionable uh, incidents. So, yeah, weird, and I know, I know a lot of people have been questioning from I think uh, that uh, McManus, right? Mm-hmm. When I did a little search on his name, uh, they, they sounded like people. There's been some weird like, little cover-up type things that people are not happy with. Let's right. just say that, or yeah. cops getting away with weird things. The cover-ups, for sure. Yeah, and I, from what I read, there was a little, and what I read some of the, uh, some of the, uh, the notes. 
Uh, when I mean notes, I mean what people post on those articles underneath in the comments section. Um, it seemed like people who live down there in San Antonio uh, don't trust uh, the chief, right? He's the chief of police. Mm-hmm. Um, it sounds like they don't trust it, uh, and they may believe even there's more cover. There's a lot of strange things happening in, in, in the state of Texas. Um, For sure. <laughs> there, there was that one thing we talked about, uh, the Fort Hood thing, the missing girl. Yes. And that's yeah. a whole other thing we want Vanessa to talk about. Vanessa Guillen. Guillen. Still missing from still Fort Hood. From Fort Hood. As far right. as we know. Um, and her mom wants to know where is she. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of mystery in, in Fort Hood. Uh, but we'll leave it to another episode of The Cloaked. And hopefully you guys enjoy this episode. Again, tell your friends, like, and rate us on iTunes. Tell us how we're doing. Send us a comment on Facebook and Twitter. Uh, we do have a Instagram uh, page. And so hit us up and we'll see you on the next episode. Laters. Bye.